Hello and welcome back to another episode of You Want to Do What? Today I've got Gary Piazzolo and he's the founder and CEO of Porter. Hi Gary. Hi Daniel. How are we today? Good, thank you. How are you? Yes, good mate. It's a Thursday, we're nearly there. So um, all heading towards the weekend, I've got a bit of a weekend mood going on. Nice. Best thing <laughs> about the end of the week. Yeah, good. I've been enjoying the sun lately. Yeah, so nice, right? It's been great. Who'd have thought? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, English summer, right? Um, Gary, do you want to tell everyone a bit about what you do, mate? Yeah, definitely. Um, so as you mentioned, I'm the founder of a company called Porter. Uh, and in a nutshell, we want to make travel booking as simple as possible. Um, and this is because I love traveling. I really love traveling. I've been lucky enough to travel to some amazing places around the world. But the one thing I've always really hated is booking travel. Mm-hmm. That's because it's really difficult. You know, you start your search with this kind of rough idea of where you want to go and what you want to do. But then as soon as you start getting into the online world of digital travel agents, you suddenly get overwhelmed with all this information and all this choice. And it becomes really tricky and complicated and arduous and stressful. And going away shouldn't be like that. You know, going on a holiday should be fun. It, it shouldn't start where the first part of this process is hard work. So that was kind of where, you know, the, the idea of porting came from. And, you know, in a nutshell, I wanted to build something that that makes that process easy. I mean, it's really interesting. I'm sort of obsessed with all these kind of different um, techie approaches to sort of old school industries. And I know travels had, you know, uh, its own tech sort of influence for quite a while now, but there are still those areas that are ripe for innovation. Um, we've had a few sort of other entrepreneurs in the space on, and it is really interesting to see just how much there is still to do in travel. And I think, you know, what you said uh, at the beginning there, a lot of people can sort of understand where you're coming from because you have to go from backwards and forwards, different websites, different places. It's not as easy as um, as everyone actually thinks it is these days, is it? No, exactly. Um, you think about the big online travel agents, your booking.coms, your Expedias, all of these were created as a force for good. But the problem is they've become almost too big for their own good. They've aggregated so much information and connected with so many accommodation options that you do a simple search for somewhere like London and you've probably presented about 12,000 results. Now, how can any normal person digest 12,000 results and all the associated information that comes with that? Mm. And they've built very, very efficient marketing machines, essentially, and, and they've got these great funnels, but they've, they're almost a victim of their own success in that there's no incentive for them to change and innovate. And in some ways, travel has become a little bit stagnant. Uh, yes, there are lots of people trying to do some fun stuff, but the market is still dominated by these, these handful of big players. And things like personalization is you know, one of the areas that is just lagging behind in travel compared to other industries is very much a, a one-size-fits-all approach taken by these these big players. No, it's, it's definitely really interesting. And I think there'll be, our audience will want two sides from this podcast. So one, a bit about your own career and, you know, why and how you've ended up starting a company. And then the other side would be, as this company, you know, gets going and you, you're raising more investment and the company grows, how you actually look to hire people, what kind of skills you look for to get into this kind of industry. So let's start off with your own background. You know, how has this journey all started for you? Yeah, of course. So I've had a, I mean, I'd like to think a fairly interesting career. Um, I guess thinking back all the way to, to university, um, <clears throat> I was always really passionate about work and always really enjoyed working. 
fact they had three jobs at university um three really interesting and varied jobs i uh, was one of the uh, first collegiate ambassadors for monster energy drinks when they launched in the uk oh, helping wow. to promote the brand which was fantastic fun i basically got a load of free energy drinks and merchandise every month and got paid to take this to parties uh i worked for river island doing deliveries in the early hours of the morning and i worked at the marriott hotel uh, as a concierge and a leisure attendant and that was a really really interesting job i from a, a fairly young age i'd always been fascinated by hotels particularly nice hotels and for me this was an opportunity to get exposure to a nice hotel but from kind of behind the scenes uh so that that from an early age kind of piqued my interest in the world of travel and, and particularly hotels. Uh, I actually ended up dropping out of university. Uh, I did about a year and a half and got bored and kind of, I guess the world of work was calling me. Mm. So I got a, what I thought was a stopgap job working for Admiral. Admiral is in the massive insurance company. Mm -hmm. uh, started on the phones doing customer service. Then I, a couple of years later, I kind of fell into recruitment. Um, not something I'd ever particularly planned that I'd do in my life, but there was an opportunity and it sounded interesting. And that was a great way to get to learn about the different areas of the business because I was suddenly recruiting for all these departments and, and areas I didn't even know existed. Um, that led me to investor relations, which was fascinating, gave me a really good insight into the mechanics of how uh, this big, big company worked mm -hmm. uh, and also gave me exposure to uh, the C-suite of managers uh, and the two founders of Admiral, both fascinating, super intelligent people. So to be able to kind of be involved in meetings with them, I was like a sponge trying to absorb as much information as possible. Um, and then did a, a number of other roles. I, I did some stuff in commercial management, product management, some kind of business consulting type roles. Um, and towards the end of my time at Admiral, I was working in their lending business. Uh, primarily, I'd been looking at introducing open banking and new technologies. So I'd always been really interested in innovation. And um, for me, it was you know how can I how can I introduce I guess new ideas and new opportunities to a, a, a big a big corporate company. That also came with frustrations. Um, you know, big companies don't move very fast. They have lots of resources, lots of people, lots of money, uh, but they also have lots of rules and process and bureaucracy uh, and a lot of anti-risk appetite. You know, they almost want to see other people doing things first before they they kind of jump on board. So for someone like me who, you know, has always been really passionate about doing things differently and challenging the status quo, I find that uh, quite stifling in some ways and uh, quite challenging. Outside of work, I. I'd always been really passionate about entrepreneurship. I dabbled in a, a few kind of different startup ideas over the years, nothing that, that quite stuck. Uh, but I, you know, I was always trying to, you know, launch something new or, you know, try something new. Um, and it was a, a chance, uh, a chance uh, that, uh, that um, sparked Porter, really. I was going to a, a conference and I needed somewhere to stay in London. So I'd gone on to one of these big travel agents. I was looking on the map to see if I could find a hotel that was close to where I'd be going. And uh, I clicked on one of the pins. The details popped up and it said, no rooms available. 
I thought, okay, well, that's a bit strange because the first thing you asked me is when am I going away? So I go back to the map, clicked on another pin, details popped up, no rooms available. I'm thinking, come on, this, this is really frustrating. So then I thought, I'll try the list view. And the first hotel on the list just so happened to look really nice. So I clicked into it and it turns out the hotel was in Milton Keynes. It wasn't even in London. And it was at the top of the list because it was like a sponsored listing. And I was thinking, come on, like, surely there's a better way of doing this. And surely I'm not the only person who's, who's had this frustration. Mm. So it was actually Admiral that, that triggered the, the, the kind of light bulb moment um, that led to the creation of Porter. Wow. Interesting. <laughs> so, I mean, your experience working in a corporate is actually kind of very different to most people's uh, experience working in a corporate. It sounds like you moved about quite a bit, which is really interesting and got to really try sort of different aspects of it. But I 100% agree with you about them being slow. And even when you have new ideas and you bring them to the forefront, you know, sometimes it can take months or years for those to even, you know, play out, at which time it's usually too late. So I personally, and the way I am, I don't, I wouldn't work at big corporate again because I think they're just too slow and just, just not for, for me. Right. I like to, to try different things and try to challenge kind of status quos and things. Yeah. So it's interesting. I think it's actually something not a lot of people think about. They just go and get a job. And if it's a big corporate, great, that's secure, but it's actually quite hard. I think if you're a person who's maybe quite entrepreneurial to work in those places, because it's quite suffocating. I think you said that. Yeah, definitely. And don't get me wrong, I, I don't regret anything um, mm. from my career. I, you know, I thoroughly enjoyed my time at Admiral and, and I had opportunities there that I don't think I would have had at any other company. Um, now Admiral is a big believer in promoting internal talent, uh, promoting from within. And, you know, you have this kind of, you know, plucky youngster who started in the call center and, you know, years later, I'm sat with the CEO and, you know, mm. in meetings with, you know, with all these um people who kind of you know, founded the company are in these really senior positions. And I'm sitting there thinking, hang on, you know, why am I in this room? <laughs> uh, but the, as you rightly pointed out, the breadth of opportunities I had gave me a really well-rounded um, amount of experience. And there's a lot that I've taken from my time at Admiral that I'd like to think I can apply to what I'm doing entrepreneurially. Um, mm. But that being said, you are right. I was sometimes climbing the walls, wanting things to move faster and, Obviously, my risk appetite is very different to that of Admirals. Admiral is a regulated financial services company. I'm a, you know, a startup founder, and and I, you know, I want to try new things and see what you know, and see what works. So, yeah, it was definitely, it was definitely moments where I was thinking this this isn't right for me long term. Mm. No, it's, it's definitely one I think people more should think about more because like you say, there are great opportunities at companies like that. And for some people, it really suits them and they can have fantastic careers. But just I think we don't, certainly in career speak, uh, like chats and whatnot at school, you definitely don't think about these things. You know, actually, is my personality type suited to going into corporates, which it may well be fantastic that that can be a great career. Or maybe you should go and work at a startup for a few years or you know, there's different things to think about. And it's just really interesting to have that perspective from a corporate because I've not actually heard that before on the podcast, you know, getting to move up and, and move about and, and and really sort of put you forward and internal promotion. That's, I mean, it sounds like a great company. Yeah, definitely, definitely. But 
as you rightly say, I think there needs to be more uh, more opportunity, I think, or, or more um, openness about entrepreneurship as a, a viable career path. And yeah, it's mm. not for everybody, but there definitely are people who are leaving school and sixth form in university and thinking, what am I going to do with my life? Well, there's so much support and resource available these days that becoming an entrepreneur is definitely a viable option. Um, you know, and you don't necessarily need bags and bags of money to go and do something. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I'd definitely be a big advocate of there being more support and you know more opportunity for people to learn about um, different different career opportunities. Mm. So let's talk about the travel tech space. So you know, you had this idea. How did you even go about entering the industry, starting your your business? You know, finding the right people to help you build it. How, how has that all gone? Um, it's there's been ups and downs, as with everything. Um, so when we first incorporated, when I first incorporated Porter, that was at the very end of 2019. Um, I'm not technically gifted, shall we say? I can speak the speak, uh, but I can't walk the walk. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wish I could code. I, I mean, I can very basically code, but. Uh, not to the extent of, of what we needed at Porter. So I always had quite a clear vision in terms of you know what we wanted to deliver with Porter. But I always knew from day one that I'd need people to support me in actually delivering that vision and creating the product. Uh, so the first thing I actually wanted to do was try and raise some money to be able to you know find an outsourced team or bring somebody on board who, who could you know, uh, deliver that technical side of things. Unfortunately, COVID happened at the beginning of 2020 and the travel industry was one of the worst hit industries. Mm. So at that point, I took a bit of a step back and I was just to kind of wait and see how things unfolded. And also to see, is does this problem still exist? You know, is this still a viable option? So nothing really happened for the first year. Now, my original plan was always to work with a, a locally outsourced um, development company. So I'm based in Cardiff, so I was looking for another Cardiff tech company that we could, or I could pay a fixed amount of money and they could deliver um, an MVP for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, I, I found some uh, a small company who were great, really liked them as individuals, really liked the quality of the work that they'd done. Unfortunately, they decided to go full-time on an idea they'd been working on for quite some time, so uh, that went out the window. Mm-hmm. They introduced me to another development company. We spoke for a little while. Uh, then I had a, a chance phone call with a, a VC investor, and he introduced me to a chap who was looking for a CTO opportunity at a, at a startup. So we spoke for about a month, um, lots of back and forth, trying to figure out if this was a good fit mutually. Uh, unfortunately, he ended up deciding that he didn't want to work at a startup due to the amount of hours and um, you know, the, the, the amount of work that was going to be required, and I guess the, the unstructured nature of being at a startup. Mm-hmm. You know, it's definitely not for everybody. Uh, I then connected with somebody I'd previously worked with at Admiral, a really talented chap, and uh, he agreed to join. And he uh, was predominantly a front-end developer, but with kind of full-stack knowledge. So he joined kind of towards, I don't know, the end of... Q3 2020 uh, and started working on building the very first first version of Porter. 
Uh, I then managed to raise some money as well shortly after. Uh, and then at the end of 2020, the beginning of 2021, uh, was introduced to Miles, who's now our CTO. And that was a really big coup. He'd worked at companies like Go Compare, uh, so had some some really good pedigree. Wow. Uh, and all of a sudden, you know, I had the, the makings of a technology team, <laughs> uh, which was unusual. It, it'd obviously be me for kind of the first nine, 10, 12 months. Uh, then there were two of us, and then all of a sudden, suddenly there were three of us, and, and things really started to motor. Uh, we had one person looking after the back end, one person looking after the front end. Uh, we also had a couple of people helping with marketing. Uh, so it was really exciting. We got the first version of our, our beta live by about April 2021, and it was pretty bare bones. But it was great just to get something into the hands of users. And, and that's something I'm, I've always been a big believer in is don't try and build for perfect. Build something and get it out as quickly as possible and, and let your users feedback on what works, what doesn't work, what's missing, what they want to see. Um, you know, it's very easy, I think, to get kind of caught up and get too close to something and try and build what you think's right. But then you could build this amazing product. But if a user's never seen it, you might release it into the wild and people are like, well, this doesn't solve the problem that I have, or mm. this doesn't work as I'd want it to work. So um, I've always been a big believer in that. And luckily um, the, the, the two developers we had were very much on board with that way of thinking. Um, we started to create a bit more process. We set up a Jira board and we started to work in sprints. So everything started to become a bit more formal, which was, was also quite exciting because it was a bit, hodgepodge i guess everything was a bit all over the place when we first started and it was you know oh, let's do this and oh, now let's do this so it was great to have a, a little bit more structure uh, but obviously still able to to move really rapidly and i think that's always been one of the beauties of of what we do and one of the attractions for people to work at a startup is that we can have an idea in the morning and by the afternoon we can have it in the hands you know in our users hands and have people mm-hmm. testing and playing with it and that's super exciting so as a startup founder when you're looking for people to come and work at your company what would you say are two or three qualities that you really want to see in those people um i think i think somebody who who can learn quickly um is really important you know i'm not necessarily looking for for the finished product i want you know i'd much rather somebody who's really enthusiastic and you know, wants to develop and wants to progress and, you know, wants to learn. Uh, I think that's super important. Every day is a school day, as they say, and that's even more true at a startup, uh, especially as there's often small teams and therefore you're probably covering a slightly wider remit than you would do at a corporate. On the flip side, that means there's fantastic opportunities for, for learning. So somebody who's really kind of hungry for knowledge and hungry to develop is super important. Um, I think resilience, it can be stressful in a good way. You know, a lot of things can be happening and, you know, things can be moving really quickly. Um, so I think somebody who can who can deal with that uh, is super important. I think also culture, you know, having somebody who's a good culture fit. It's a small team. We want people to collaborate and get on. Um, so I think, you know, ensuring there's there's a strong cultural fit is super super important and this is one of the things that i think apple do very well is is they have a strong strong culture and 
Henry Engelhardt, the, the co-founder of Admiral, his expression or saying is that if people like what they do, they'll do it better. And I completely agree with that. You know, if you want to go to work, if you get excited getting up in the morning, then of course you'll do a better job rather than if you're dreading going into your into your job. So I think that's that's very important. You know, somebody who's not a good cultural fit could completely disrupt a, a small team. And if that's all you've got as a startup, then you know, that could that could be the difference between succeeding or not. Mm, definitely. Um, and what for you would be the biggest positive that you've had so far out of you know starting this journey and starting starting your your company? I think meeting the people that, that I work with, I've been so lucky to to build a, a small team around us. Uh, we've now got a team of three um, who are on the technical side of things. Um, we work with a, a local marketing company who who supports us with a lot of our paid activity. Uh, we've got some really experienced advisors who've done some amazing things in the travel space. Having those connections is one of the best things. You know, I genuinely enjoy working with the people that I work with every day. They're incredibly talented individuals. And I think that shows in, in the work that they've done and the product that we're creating. We're still early days. Uh, there's a really exciting version two of Porter uh, that we'll be releasing a, a little bit later this year. Um, yeah, I think I think those connections are probably the, the best thing that's happened to me, meeting these people and, and getting to work with them on a day-to-day basis. And then on the flip side of that, was something that's maybe been a bit less favorable, shall we say, about, you know, starting this whole journey? Um, I think, well, there's two things. One is that everything takes longer than you expect. And that can be really frustrating, especially if somebody wants to get things done quickly. Um, as soon as anything is out of your hands, that all sorts of things can go wrong. Um, and that could be really frustrating. Um, and I think secondly, it could be, really really stressful and lonely running a startup a lot of pressure falls on your shoulders you feel responsible for everybody involved you feel responsible to your investors to your employees to your you know friends and your family because you're sacrificing time with them to focus on this business um so you know it's definitely stressful it's definitely lonely but when things do go well there's there's no better feeling it's addictive and you start chasing those highs and that's how people get kind of down this rabbit hole of entrepreneurship <laughs> and, and what's the hope for porter then over the next uh, few years so as i mentioned we're, we're working at the moment on launching version two of porter and this is taking all of the learnings that we've made over the last 18 months um and taking that to make the product that we're offering even better we want to make things even simpler um and continue to create kind of enjoyable and memorable experiences for people throughout the travel booking journey. Um, so there's a lot of work that's going to go into that. That will continue to develop. So we want to, at the moment, we offer hotels, but we want to be able to help you with more of your travels. So that will include things like experiences. It could include things like transport options, you know, maybe things like flights. Um, but my main hope is that we can just make that process of travel as easy as possible for as many people as possible. We're currently focused on UK consumers, but over the coming years, we'll start to expand to new geographies, and try and help more people around the world make that travel process better. Uh, it's incredibly exciting. I think it's a great idea. Um, and I, I love what you guys are doing. But if you had to think about it now, would you still do the exact same thing you've done or would you do it slightly differently? 
I have the knowledge of what I've done, I'd probably do things slightly differently, but that's part of the journey that, that we go on. Mm. You know, we constantly learn and, uh, and we take those learnings. Um, I think if I was starting without any, any previous knowledge, I, I would do things the same. I, you know, I really believe in, in what we're trying to do and, and the mission and, and the problem that we're trying to solve for. One of my favorite stats is that 43% of Brits spend more time planning their holiday than the time they spend away. Wow. Um, I think one thing I, I might change is I'd probably try and surround myself with more people quicker. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, advisors, um, obviously, you know, it, it, there's, there's a degree of finance that comes into it when you think about team so that, you know, there's only so much team you can get without any money. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, not doing things alone and, you know, having people to support you and, and help you is, is so important. So, uh, you know, I went through kind of most of the first year and it, it was pretty just pretty much just me trying to assemble that team. Um, so if, if I was able to kind of leverage, you know, bring that, accelerate that process, get more people around me, I think things can move even quicker. Brilliant. Well, thank you so much for your time, Gary. It's been a real pleasure to hear about you and, and your company and I wish you the best luck with it all. Thanks, Daniel. I really appreciate having uh, you having me on. And where can find, people find you and your company? Excellent. Well, um, to get in touch with, you know, a supporter, just visit portertravel.co.uk. Um, people can get in touch with me at Gary portertravel.co.uk or on my LinkedIn, Gary Piazza. Brilliant. Thank you, Gary. Thank you.